Welcome to the Thoughtful Thursdays podcast. Today's episode is called Doves of War. So, I decided to go with the title Doves of War for this post, but I originally wanted to call this post War Beaks or even Dove Counts, or something along those lines. But God decided to lead me through this name through my prayer time. Anyways, if you follow me on Instagram, then you saw my little sneak peek Saturday earlier. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me there where you'll see updates on when new posts come out. I post things that I draw the artwork for myself. And anything else, you can get information and check out with me. Just, you know, get in contact, all that type of stuff over there. But back to our main focus. I'm going to be talking about birds, spiritual warfare, and politics today. So let's begin with birds. What brought up this subject? Well, from the video, you know I had a robin egg, but starting in the spring of 2020, I've had an encounter that involved a robin. This year, it was me finding a robin egg beside a tree outside of work during lunch break on Saturday. For those of you who are listening after this week, that would have been June 6, 2020. I mean 2022. Sorry, I can't think today. Right now, I am recording this at 9.22 p.m. after a 12-hour work shift. From uh, 3.30 to 3.30. So give me a little break. Anyways. When I mentioned this to one of my guys at lunch. That I had found the robin egg. They told me that robins will push an egg out of the nest. And will germinate. thought that this was strange. And texted my girlfriend. Asking her to do two things for me. Verify what I heard from a co-worker. And do some research on doves. I could feel in my spirit. That something was at work. That something was at work. Because the number... Let me read. I could feel in my spirit that God was at work because number three holds significance in the Bible and the Holy Spirit has been represented with the dove oftentimes in scripture. And what do you know? My girlfriend hit the jackpot. Doves and robins share many characteristics. They will both protect their nests aggressively and kick eggs out of the nest. The reason they kick eggs out of the nest is that they won't germinate properly and for doves, it's likely not one of their eggs they're throwing out. While it does happen, they're more than likely getting rid of a cowbird egg, and morning doves are quite adept at telling the difference between them. The reason they do this is that cowbirds will eat up the foods the parents bring and also push the original baby birds out of the nest. And that brings us back to one important characteristic the doves have. They are highly protective of their young. When I read the text messages from my girlfriend, that had the information about the birds, the Holy Spirit lit a match, and my brain exploded like a powder keg. I had read Ephesians 5.11 a few days before I found the egg at work, with instruct, which instructs us to not have anything to do with the things of darkness, but rather we are to expose them. That night, I was in prayer asking God what the deeper meaning behind the Brahmins spent, because I knew he was using them as a stand-in for dust. And here's what he told me, and that was important I put it in today's blog post. We are in year three of Jezebel and Ahab's rule. Just as Elijah prayed for no rain, so too will there be no fuel, but they are coming to a close. This is going to come to an end. I will pour out my spirit and cause a massive revival. My people will learn to not fear the world. I will be with them. They will have my power and my character. Through this, they will change the world. Hear what I have said and know that I am true. I followed this up with a prayer for understanding. Because in this passage, he's using figurative language. Whenever Ahab and Jezebel, if you're not talking about the specific people in Scripture, when you're reading through the Book of Kings, 
is used in a metaphorical sense, such as when you read through Revelation, one of the churches he refers to one of the women there as Jezebel, who's teaching false doctrine and causing sexual morality. That's a different rabbit trail we're not going to go down on. The point is, I knew that there's some figurative and poetic language being used, and I needed to have God give me some understanding. So here's what he told me. Ahab and Jezebel are President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris who lead through witchcraft. This doesn't mean that they have a pointed hat and green face while cooking things over a fire, chanting things backward. Witchcraft simply means they take power that doesn't belong to them. It means usurping those in the authority at the appointment of God. When God spoke of year three, he was referring to how the original Ahab and Jezebel had a famine that lasted for three years according to the word of the Lord that was spoken through Elijah. This famine ended only after Baal was proven to be a false god, and then the nation of Israel slaughtered all the 450 prophets of Baal who ate at Jezebel's table. The full account is in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 20, and until the end of the chapter. But in chapter 19, Jezebel hears about what happened to all her Baal prophets and sends this message to Elijah. So may the gods do to me and also more if I don't make you as well done by this time tomorrow. Now, after hearing this message from Jezebel, Elijah was completely intimidated by her and ran. The political establishment of the Democratic Party and the leftists resort to using intimidation to keep the bill in line, not question the narratives they are pushing. See the connections here. Now, right as that time came, I finished John Bevere's course, Breaking Intimidation, based on his book by the same title, on Messenger X, and some message that you need to take to heart. It's a short course of eight videos, each averaging about 15 minutes long, so there is one 17, 20 minute long there, but it's a quick thing you can go through. You can listen through all of them one day if you want, but it's also important that you realize the spirit of intimidation needs to be broken in your life. Let me explain the reason why it's so important to overcome intimidation in one single sentence. Intimidation leaves you powerless. That's it. That is the one thing you need to realize about intimidation. Why it's so important to destroy its hold in your life. Intimidation will keep you from working in the authority that Jesus has given Christians. Lesson 2 in the Course is all about understanding the dynamic of spiritual authority. Establishing that we have given, we can give up the authority that we have as Christians. And when we do so, it is taken by either a demonic person, spirit or a person who is influenced by demonic spirit. And as what's happened in our politics. The political left is trying to stop Christians from exercising their authority. And here's the thing that most people don't realize about the political left. They're influenced by demons. How do we know this? Why am I so emboldened to say these things? The answer is Proverbs 20.11 and Luke 6.34-40. Sorry, that's Luke 6.43-45. Again, late night, haven't had much sleep, so... I may get a few things wrong, but it's a good thing I've got my notes in front of me so I'm able to correct myself. Anyways, both of these verses tell us that we can tell the actions of a person, their content, by their actions. By their actions, we're able to tell their content. And in Matthew 12:34, Jesus says the same thing about what a person speaks. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things, 
but be yourself the judge and look to see which encampment stands against God. Who fights against family as God made it when he established it in the garden? Who promotes the killing of infants while calling it a good thing? Who sees that parents have no right to decide what their child is taught? Who destroys the image of man as in humankind the way God made us? Who attacks the idea of objective truth? Who promotes sexual immorality in all forms? Who calls the truth of the fallenness of man a hurtful thing to say when it is the thing that makes the Savior necessary? Who silences those who speak the truth? These are all signs of demonic activity when a person proves these things. Be awakened to the world that we are in the third year of famine plaguing Ahab and Jezebel, so break intimidation that desires to hinder you from completing the task that God has made us for. The spirit of intimidation will always come after those who are strong in God's power and authority. People who have his character while not neglecting the gifts which ought to be powered through the authority of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ gave the Great Commission, he said to baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We are meant to be filled with the Spirit of God, and that includes being a dove who is going to aggressively protect the nest. Right now is the month of June. In the United States, the LGBTQ plus agenda, which seeks to attack and destroy the family along with the basic ideology. That month is going to be all over the place. The month of June has that ideology being active all over the place in the United States. Now, we need to be aggressive in defending our family from that thing. Now, I need to rework this on the blog. You won't have to deal with this. But in the United States, sorry, I need to rewrite this so it's easier to flow. But what I was trying to say in this sentence is that the month in the United States, the month of June, is filled with the LGBTQ plus agenda, which seeks to attack and destroy the family, along with the truth of basic biology. Some of you may say, AI. Some of you may think I hate people in that group, but you're wrong. I've known many such people going through life. In high school, one of the girls I was friends with is a lesbian. She likes women instead of guys. I did not change any way I treated her. I didn't change at all. It's just one of those things I'm like, okay, I'm going to deal. Okay, that's how they are. Don't change how you behave. Just continue being Christian. Continue remembering what's right and wrong. Continue being a light of God's love for people. And here's how I did that. She struggled, and in my spirit, and that she still does, with massive depression. And I would often pray over her, asking for God to light up her darkness. She doesn't know God. She's an atheist. I kept praying that God would bring himself to show into her life, to be the light in her darkness. When I heard that she needed to go to doctors for a regular checkup on a benign tumor in her leg, and see if it, to see if it had gone to become a malignant, and to also see if she had developed any skin cancer, which is prevalent in her family. I prayed for her healing on a daily basis. I heard about a checkup about a month and a half before it was due, and prayed until I heard the results, until I heard the results from her. No skin cancer signs, and the benign tumor was smaller, and I still pray for her to come and know the Lord as her Savior, and the true source of life, rebuking the darkness that seeks to overwhelm her so often. The hopelessness desires to bring her to take her own life, that exists. And when I see the praise and everything else, I can only think of her and know that the same darkness is coming after her 
but also coming after every single one of them. These people have been captured by the lies of demons, and from those lies, the demons have control over them. My prayer is for deliverance from the spirit of intimidation and the leaders of the church and the leaders who are being formed in this present age through what I write and through what others are pouring into them. Leaders that they may themselves teach others how to be free of intimidation. Before we finish the day, I want to bring us back to Elijah. He ran when Jezebel confronted him with intimidation. Because of that, God relieved the prophet Elijah of his position and made Elisha the replacement that would finish the job of taking down Ahab and Jezebel through the leaders he would anoint to replace the kings of Israel and Judah. Do not run from intimidation, but break its hold on your life. Come to God in prayer and rebuke the spirit of intimidation in the name of Jesus and ask for God to fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you can work in his power and authority. When you have finished the prayer for deliverance, know that you have been delivered, but there will also be metaphorical counter-offenses from the spirit of intimidation. The end goal is to discourage you from living in obedience to God, which will remove the authority that you have. Rebuke it again in the name of Jesus, and remember what we are told in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. When we submit ourselves to God and obey the calling he has on our life, we are given his authority, and that is why the devil must flee when we resist him. Do not forget the promise we have in Romans 8.38. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Paul asks this because he knows that God is with those who will trust and obey him. It is for this reason that I end with a prayer for all of you who read this, that you might be delivered from intimidation, for you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, and that you will be strengthened when God places you through the fires of life to have the impurities of your spirit removed. Dear God, I call on your mighty name, knowing that you have given us authority, the power to pull down strongholds of the spirit that exist both in our own lives and in the society we live. So now in your name and authority, Jesus, I declare freedom from the intimidation over all who seek you. They shall remain free through the recognition of one is trying to take them back and thus respond with rebuke. I also ask that those who have secured victory over intimidation would train others in the way of freedom and victory through your power. I ask that you would grant my request that those who read this be given an encounter with your presence that confirms to you what them, what you have written through me. Reveal yourself through them, so that they may know you are true and real, and strengthen their witness, so that they will speak with boldness to profess what you have done in them. Father in heaven, I come to you knowing that these things are from you, and that you have placed them on my heart to write. I ask that you actively provide these people with a place where they will grow in your character and power. Activate them with your gifts that you wish to give them. Strengthen them so that they know when they come to you that you will begin the process of bringing your, their character into line with yours through revealing the secret things that they have hidden, their flaws of character and sins of nature, that the enemy of our souls would love to use to destroy the work that we are doing while they follow you, Lord. You're calling on their lives. The enemy of the soul would like to use these hidden things inside them and destroy their work and their calling that you've given. O oh Lord, I ask that you remind them that you're refining them for the sake of your glory, that as they go through it, that they remember to surrender the things you expose. Soften your hearts to the word of your truth and your guidance and direction. Make them accept your proper discipline with humility, training them through this the ability to hope in you alone and not what you've shown them what happened.
let them not forget that you will see them like gold to be refined and made beautiful in spirit. I ask that you strengthen those who will grow faint in their time of trials so that they do not forsake you at this time. In your mighty name, Jesus, I ask that these things be done. Amen.